ערב טוב, שבת שלום. I'm so happy to be here. And I, I, I want to thank the rabbis, singers, for bringing me here, and everybody that helped. I am very fortunate to sometimes visit uh, communities and congregations, and it's like walking in this season uh, outside, and you go past a tree in blossom, and you smell the blossom. And when I walked in here, you have a reputation of being a very big and strong synagogue, but when I came inside, it's so nice and personal and, and sweet and very good smell. So thank you for having me. I want to share with you a short story. You have the, the, the page. Uh, you don't have to look at it, but you can take it home if you want. If you brought your reading glasses, you can. Um, the Torah portion that we're going to read this Shabbat is the beginning of the book of uh, Vaikra. Uh, how do you say Vaikra in English? Leviticus. Doesn't sound the same. Vaikra in Hebrew is Vaikra. God called Moses. So he called him. And if you will notice, the beginning of Vaikra has a very special thing in the writing. Vaikra is written Vav Yud Kuf Resh Aleph. The last letter is Aleph. And it's a little one. It's a Zeira. It's a, like a baby Aleph. And we don't exactly know why, but it's a good place to, to give uh, interpretations. So I heard from uh, Benny Lau. He says that in Hebrew, without the Aleph, Vaikar, is when something happens to you accidentally. And with the Aleph, Vaikra, is when someone intentionally calls you. And there's a different way to live Vaikar, that things just happen to you, or live with the Aleph Vaikra, when you are calling things, and things are calling you. So I want to talk about, I want to tell a story from the Talmud, uh, the Babylonian Talmud, Tractat Brachot, uh, page 7b, you have in front of you. And it's a story, I need a little bit of water. I saw water before. You hide the water here? Even a glass. Israelis drink without a glass, but I'll try to behave here. Thank you. Um, the, the man that this story happens to is Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Ishmael is known to be a very beautiful man, but in this case, he's the high priest. And it is the day of, uh, the, the day of atonement, Yom Kippur. And the day of the tournament, the high priest is the only one going in to the Holy of Holies. He's actually the only one in the temple that day. All the priests are not allowed in. And he has to be awake all night before, fast the whole day. And he has a few uh, costumes, a white one and a gold one and a different ones for different... He has a whole choreography that he has to do the whole day. That day, the day of atonement, the high priest has to do all the work of all the priests by himself, including slaughtering a par, a bull, which, no, two goats, but a bull also. The goat is the easy part, but imagine the bull. And he has to do everything, and then the, the, the strongest moment of the day is when he has to walk into the inner, innermost, holiest place in the world, where the, the world started, Even Ashtia, the, the stone of beginnings. They say that uh, 
at the end of times, in the time of redemption, water will start coming out of that stone. So he has to go into that. If, we, if I may uh, just give an, my interpretation, it's like walking into a nuclear, uh, where nuclear weapons are made. Like the most frightening place where, where the presence of God is there and it's the most condensed place of presence. And if a normal person walks in there, or the high priest in another day, it's a very dangerous place. So he has to go in there after he did all, the, all, all of the other jobs of the day and bring the incense in. Now what's in the Holy of Holies when uh, in the second temple? If you would be the high priest, if you are going in with the incense coming up uh, you know, on this thing like with the broom, mechta. You put all the incense and they, they are burning, so they make a strong smell. What's inside? What would you see? Nothing. Because in the first temple, they, we had the, the two luchot abrit, tablets, and the menorah and so on. Uh, and in the second temple, everything was taken away, and it's an emptiness, just the presence of God. So now, and we know that the high priest is, um, they tie his leg like surface to the surfboard. So if something happens to him inside, nobody is allowed in. They will pull him out by the leg. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's written. I don't know if it's true. I don't remember. So, so Rabbi Ishmael walks in. And the, there is uh, traditions that people, if the high priest comes out alive and well, a good year will be uh, on all of us. So everyone is outside of the temple worried. All of Israel are looking to the high priest in the temple and waiting to see if he comes out fine. So the story goes like this. Amar Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Ishmael, he says, he gives a testimony and he says, one day I went in, I'll try to read the English. One time on Yom Kippur, I entered inside the Holy of Holies to burn incense and I saw a Katriel Ya Adonai Tsevaot. Who does he see? That name, a Katriel Ya. God. Now we know that a human being can't see God. And Moses covered his face, and we know that it's the most dangerous thing. The whole Bible says that we cannot see God and be alive. And he suddenly sees God, and not just sees God in this special name, Akatriel Yadonai Tzavot, sees God sitting on a high, and thorny throne, al kise ram venisa, on this amazing chair. Now, Rabbi Ishmael doesn't know what to do, because he knows he's not supposed to look, but he's all alone there, and there is God. And he's waiting, and he doesn't know what to do. I don't know if he lifts his eyes or not. And then God speaks to him, which never happened like that, face to face. And he says to him, Ishmael, my son, bless me. Now, in the Israeli army, we say, you break distance, shovrim distance. You never say, you never call your um, 
מפקד. Commander by his name, but at the end of the course you can go back to name bases. So God shover distance and says to him, Ishmael, my son, not only his first name, that God, God knows him, but he calls him my son, and he does the most amazing thing. He's asking him, bless me. Now it's the high holiday, it's the, the, the day of atonement. It's God. What can I bless God? What does God need? What can you say to God? May you live to 120. What can you, what? So, and God, but God is in a place. It's a very daring story. It's, it's one of a kind in the Talmud that God is all alone there in the temple. Everybody is fasting. There's no work in there. There's no priest. And he is in a moment when we don't know what exactly God feels, but he needs a good word from a human being. And he says, Ishmael, my son, bless me. So Ishmael comes up with a, with the following blessing. He says, Yehi ratzon milefanecha, may it be your will, which is interesting because always when we bless, we say may it be his will for us. But now he says, like he's putting the blessing back on him, may it be your will, sheikhbeshu rachamecha et kascha, that your rachamim, your mercy, will conquer your anger, but ichbeshu, I am a great believer in the Hebrew language, ichbeshu is both um, to occupy, but it's also when you make pickles, that, that's what you do to the cucumbers, kovshim otam, and it's also when you make a road, when you have land and kovshim kvish, kvish, a road for cars, is from the word lichbosh. So it's making something that is not even making it straight. So your mercy will, will make your anger straight. Your mercy will, what's yagolu in English? Conquer and overcome. But overcome doesn't have, yagolu is like legolel, it's like cloth. Imagine velvet covering something of, made of iron. So the mercy is like velvet, yagolu, it's covering your, because God has a personality, he has a psychology, he has all these pieces like we do in this story. He has his anger and he has his mercy. And like every parent, you know, when we come home in the evening and we want to be really nice mothers and fathers and today I'm not going to be angry whatever they do and it's going to be a nice quiet dinner whatever they want, and then I open the door and I see the dog on the couch and there the food and the this and that and the coat, and I start to take the dog down, put this out, I told you to. So the blessing is that the mercy will, will overflow on the anger and you will come to your children from your softer, you'll behave to your children from the place of mercy and you will come for them, not to the place what they deserve, but beyond it, to the place and it is above din is what they really deserve. You'll go forward like parents do. And that is the blessing. And then God nods his head to Rabbi Ishmael 
he says to us, he tells us the story, and he says, and he nodded his head as if he's saying, thank you, I needed those words. These, these, this really comforted me. And the Talmud goes back to say, what is this weird story coming to tell us? And the Talmud answers and says, this is so you know, never to underestimate a simple man, like Kushnir said. Did he use the word simple man? Normal person, uh, blessing. For example, if you meet someone strong or important or famous, a prime minister, uh, I always thought of Leonard Cohen, but now it's more difficult. Like you walk out of a Leonard Cohen the concert, there were 100,000 people there, and accidentally you walk by his dressing room, and you want to say, you are really wonderful, but you think, what does he need my, he knows he's wonderful. So the Talmud says, no, he does need your good word, because although he knows he's whatever he is, everybody needs a good word of a normal person, and you can turn Sometimes uh, he's feeling from being down to, to recovering. There's a very strong energy in blessing. It's something that we in the secular world don't do enough, but practice it at home to ask someone to bless you. Both sides have a very good feeling when, when you are blessed. It's like receiving the sun or good rain. And also when someone is asking you to give them good energy, it's very healing. And I think that moment when Rabbi Ishmael is not afraid to stand in front of power, but not just stand in front of power and saying I'm true to my uh, ideas and I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to uh, heal in front of whoever it is. It's even more than that. It's seeing that sometimes the powerful person it can be your father, it can be, I'm saying to the bar mitzvah kids, it could be even your teachers or someone that you think they are strong. Sometimes they don't have the words, but they want to say, my dear young son, give me a blessing. And afterwards they will nod and they will say, thank you, I needed that. So that is my opening for Vaikra. And I hope to see you all tomorrow again. And thank you for giving me the space and the time. Shabbat shalom. And the water. <laughs>